Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 67 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Ikea items. Ikea. I love some Ikea. Uh, You know, last week we did an episode on floor lamps. And in that episode, you mentioned that you own an Ikea floor lamp. So let me ask, do you know who the designer of that lamp was? I do not. Okay. You know, and the truth is that most people don't. They People love Ikea. I mean, Ikea is like the McDonald's of furniture. Yeah. Uh, and people love to go there and they love to shop and they've got some really clever things. Uh, I've bought at Ikea before and I don't pay any attention to who the designers are because I don't know them. And the other thing is all of most of those items that they sell have Swedish names and I don't speak Swedish. All I care about is, <laughs> is, is this furniture that I'm buying going to perform the job that I want it to perform? But the fact that most people don't know who the designers are opens up a great opportunity for flippers because Ikea items are hot. For example... If I look up Ikea on WorthPoint, which goes back, I don't know, what, 10, 12, 14 years in their database, if I sort by highest price first, the highest priced item is an artwork, and it's sold for $54,000. Another item is there's a, a rug that's, they list the size in centimeters, and like I said, I don't I don't speak Swedish. So, you know, it's roughly a six foot by nine foot rug, something like that, uh, that sold two months ago, three months ago now, January of this year, 2022, sold for $2,200. Now, when that rug was new in 2019, it sold for about 300 bucks. Wow. And the designer's name was Virgil Abloh, A-B-L-O-H. And as I looked through listings on eBay and and archived listings on WorthPoint, the designer stuff was just killer. Uh, Virgil Abloh has a rug that is, it's about a six by nine rug, and it has a saying in quotes. Now, I love this one, the... It sold for $2,999, six by nine rug, and the saying is, keep off. Now, can can you imagine having someone come into your home and you've got this beautiful rug out there, but it says, keep off. (laughs) What do I do? Do I walk around? (laughs) Do you want me to go somewhere else? And another one is a red rug that says blue. So (laughs) these things are bringing big bucks and, but they were inexpensive to start with. And there are many, many Ikea items that have been made over the years by famous designers 
and people who buy the furniture and then they buy it because initially maybe they just moved or they have a big, bought a bigger house or a new apartment and they want to get something temporary. They'll get some Ikea in there with the intention of buying something better later on. And then they put this in a yard sale or take it to a thrift store or whatever without giving any research to what the current market value of the item is. And if you have a way of looking up what the who the designers of these things are, then you can get a pretty good handle on what the value might be. That's really interesting. Well, I try to say interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, when you mentioned let's do a show about IKEA, I thought what? People collect this? And silly me, who knows? People collect anything. But I actually overlooked the possibility of Ikea being a collectible. Right. Yeah, many, uh, not many, probably three, four years ago, uh, I wrote an article for Worth Point titled Collecting Vintage Ikea. And most of the information that I got that I assembled for the article came from uh, Barnaby's, which is a United Kingdom listing of auction results. And some of these things were remarkable. There's a, a set of four 1993 Vilbert chairs by designer Werner Patton sold for $4,100. Wow. Uh, teak book, bookshelves, two bookshelves, by Gillis Lundgren, sold for $3,900, a pair of 1970 pine and leather Natura armchairs by Karen Mobring, sold for $1,800. Now, you know that when those things were sold new, they were very inexpensive. It's the designer's name that is bringing the big bucks these days. There's a book by... Stefan Bingston, B-E-N-G-T-S-S-O-N. Like I said, I don't speak Swedish. Published in 2011, it's called IKEA the Book. And all it talks about are IKEA designers. And if you go to the IKEA website, they spend a lot of time giving profiles of their designers. Currently, they're using 20 designers to design their their products and some of these things will be going for big bucks wow that gives me hope because i actually bought um a desk for my office from ikea and because i loved the the big design of it because it's simple but it's it's a very large curvy um light tan color beige color and beautiful wood grain and it it did cost me about 300 400 dollars and it actually had it it had add-ons so you could you could either make it longer and extend it or you could add a curved edge to it so i actually added two curved edges to mine to make it even larger when people come over they're just amazed at my desk they're it's really um impressive i'll i'll try to take a picture of it and put it on the site because um 
it's really cool. It's a really cool desk. So it could be very valuable one day. <laughs> so my kids can cash it in, right? Well, and in the meantime, you'll have a, a really functional, nice desk. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to address that is a misconception for most people is that Ikea furniture is cheap. Yep. Uh, it may be inexpensive, but it's not necessarily cheaply made. No. Uh, of course, everyone knows that Ikea furniture is what's called flat pack. It breaks down and into a box that's shippable and then you get the box and you open mm -hmm. it up and it's got all the parts and and all the hardware plus you know in my opinion it always has two or three extra pieces of hardware that they put in there just to mess with your mind uh, <laughs> the fact that ikea is uh, kd knockdown furniture flat pack furniture however you want to uh, name it doesn't mean that it's that it's bad. If you look at how furniture today in general is made, any flat panels in furniture, like sides of bookcases or dining tables, anything that has large flat surfaces, medium density fiberboard, MDF, is the best material to have because unlike solid wood, it doesn't warp. Uh, if you make a, a dining room table out of solid wood, the way you don't take you, what you do is you take smaller boards and you edge glue them, but the grain direction is reversed on them so that it doesn't warp with the grain. And then you edge glue them. Sometimes you make layers that and then plane it so that it's flat. Some manufacturers that don't make very thick tops will put braces on the underside of a flat solid wood panel specifically so that it doesn't warp. Now, uh, IKEA furniture, the flat panels, are not going to warp. Finished surfaces are uh, water resistant. Uh, the only bad thing about the IKEA furniture is that the edges don't have any kind of banding. The edges are especially bottom edges are, are raw. They do put banding on the sides of them, so it's more mm -hmm. attractive. But if you take a, a bookshelf and set it on a, a floor uh, or a concrete floor or any, anything that exposes the bottom edge, if it gets wet, it's going to swell. And sure. it, it's that kind of thing is not fixable. Yeah. Okay, Dana, this is a good place to take a break. We will pause for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, eBay sellers. It pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items, photos, and sold-for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket wherever you go. For a seven-day, seven-look-up-free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford sitting at her state-of-the-art IKEA desk. <laughs> and we're going to pick up where we left off. My restoration shop, uh, I had probably a dozen national van lines that I did inspections for, for damaged furniture. and. Uh, knockdown Furniture, KD Furniture, 
was almost always damaged. And it got to the point where with all the the major van lines that they finally stopped covering it with their insurance. And the reason that the furniture damages so easily when it's moved is that it wasn't meant to be moved assembled. It was meant to be moved laying flat, but no one's going to disassemble their furniture when they move. But when a bookcase or a table or, or something has, if you don't keep the fasteners tight on them, then they will loosen up and the thing will gradually start to rack to move a little bit. And then when you pick it up to move it, it puts pressure on the joints and the the fastener breaks out. And then you've got a problem because you can't fix it. So what I found is that when you're assembling it the very first time, if you just use a little bit of white glue or carpenter's glue or something as you screw it together, it reinforces that joint. Uh, and it will be significantly stronger. Still won't be as strong as gluing solid wood, but it'll be the best you can do, and it will hold up to moving. So when you're out picking and you see, say, an Ikea table or bookcase or something like that, if it's wobbly, make sure you tighten it up before you move it, or you're going to spend your money, break it getting it home, and then you won't have anything to show for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually had to, I just recently moved and it was not that hard to take it apart. It, it it took a little bit of time, but I was able to take it apart because I couldn't fit it through the door. Really? Yep. Well, and what was it? Was that your desk? Yeah, it's my, de- my office desk. Gotcha. And the other cool thing about Ikea is they always have these amazing additions and accessories that go to the items, like right. my desk, for example. I actually bought um, an added piece that matches it that sits on top of the desk that is a stand for the computer. And then you can buy um, things that go under the desk to make drawers or shelves or matching whatever, you know, addition. So you can keep building and building and come up with an amazing office desk. Right. So I know we're not here to just constantly plug Ikea, but <laughs> I mean to buy their products. The name of the episode is Ikea Style. So. Yes. No. And one other thing, though, Wayne, I wanted to touch on was the of course, we know there's more to Ikea besides um, furniture and Swedish meatballs. <laughs> you know what I keep waiting for? I keep waiting for them to come out with a Swedish meatball scented candle. Oh, God. That would be horrible. Horrible. But you know what? Their Swedish meatballs are amazing. And I'll never forget my first day to Ikea and I was with my daughter. She told me about this store. She wanted to take me and I was blown away. So the first thing we did when we arrived was we went to lunch because they have an amazing cafeteria. So we went to lunch and had to experience the meatballs. And then the next thing was we kept hearing chatter about this monkey that was in the store somewhere and it was a hidden very valuable monkey selling high on ebay and i was like how come i don't know about this and 
I started asking people and they said that there was a monkey that's hard to find and it was hidden somewhere in the store and it was like a treasure hunt. You had to try to find the monkey. And so, of course, that day, all I could think about was this monkey and <laughs> I was looking for it nonstop. But of course, I didn't find it. But this is a toy monkey. I assume. Yes, a plush monkey. Plush, not plastic. Okay, so yeah, all right. I get it. I get it. A stuffed plush monkey. Yes. So here's what IKEA has. They have this word that is actually a keyword. And I suggest those of you that especially love selling plush, that you familiarize yourself with the style of the animals, the plush animals from Ikea, because they could easily be overlooked when, you, when you're when you at um, Goodwill or Salvation Army or mm -hmm. a thrift store or a, a garage sale. Right. So the key word, I don't know how to say it, but it's the jingles cog. That's oh, yeah. I'll, that'll make it easy. <laughs> so I'll give you a hint. So it spells D and then it's jungle. Right. And then S-K-O-G. So it's D-J-U-N-G-E-L-S-K-O-G. And it translates to jungle forest. So Ikea has put out these animals that are forest animals, including right. monkeys and bears. And it looks like when I put that keyword into eBay, it looks like the bears are the most popular mm -hmm. and they sell for the most amount of money. But honestly, I didn't know this until this episode. And that's why I love doing this so much, Wayne, <laughs> besides spending time with you. Uh, yes. But <laughs> I, I enjoy learning because... It's, you know, you never stop learning or you die, right? So the IKEA Dejingleskog is amazing. So if you do a search, put in IKEA and then Dejingleskog, you'll be blown away at the animals, the jungle animals. And some of them, you know, are, are lower, lower dollar, but they're absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. And there's everything from lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. See, they have uh, monkeys and snakes and a rhinoceros and a lion, a couple of panda bears, tiger. Huh. Well, the interesting thing I thought was, honestly, I would look at this and think of it as, if I saw it at, at, you know, on a shelf or something, I, I may not look at it. I would just think it's like a carnival toy, right. you know, something cheap. <laughs> but, you know... They have to take better look at that plush pile. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Regarding picking IKEA items, I can go into a home or an estate sale or a yard sale or something like that, and I've got an eye for IKEA furniture. I, sure. I can tell what it is, and I know how to move it and, and so on. But they have so many other things. They have the toys and artwork and kitchen gadgets and lamps and vases and unless an item says ikea on it i'm not going to know whether it's ikea or not i mean i've i've seen artwork with the keyword ikea in the ebay title listing title and turns out that the artwork wasn't from ikea but the frame was <laughs> so oh. unless it said uh, ikea on the frame i wouldn't have any idea 
So, but they have so many different things and clever gadgets. I guess for for myself, I think I would probably stick to buying what I know. Sure. I'm sure that thrift stores are full of IKEA kitchen gadgets and artwork and ceramics. Uh, they've got to be. And the only way to to know to become familiar with that kind of thing is to get an IKEA catalog. Last time I got one, they'd give them for free and they mail them to you. So just sure. the, the website isn't up to modern e-commerce standards. It's not, mm-hmm. it's functional, but it's just not a great website. I used to enjoy sit, sitting and flipping through the IKEA catalog, looking at all the nifty things they had. And I don't know if I should be embarrassed to admit this or not, but Ikea is just my favorite place to shop. I mean, the closest Ikea store to me at the moment is about 100 miles away. But I'd still go, you know, just to go and walk around and look and eat Swedish meatballs. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, if you want to familiarize yourself too, like all things, you can just go to eBay and start. What I, what I did was I would type in Ikea and then kitchen and right. then look at, look, look at the, the sold and look at the highest price and start familiarizing yourself. Then type in Ikea plush or, you know, some of the words that we talked about or just Ikea furniture, Ikea chair, Ikea lamp. And just start look, taking a look at what's what's selling, because then when you're ready to go to an Ikea store, you can actually head to, because they have sale clearance sections. Mm-hmm. Usually they're what, downstairs? Yeah, usually. So you can always check the clearance rack and then go ahead and look those items up. And I know those of you that I see in the Walmarts and the the targets at the clearance rack with your phones. I know what you're doing. So <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Head over to Ikea. Cause I think it was definitely overlooked and people weren't thinking about it. Yeah, I think so. Well, to kind of summarize what we've talked about here, first of all, Ikea is in demand. Prices are going up. Uh, they're strong on designers and designer limited editions. That's one thing we didn't talk about was the limited editions. They have gadgets and toys, and it's just a, a great thing to flip. And the best thing of all is that most people have no idea what their IKEA stuff is worth today. They think that it's worth a few hundred bucks when they bought it. You, They've got to do a little research and discover what it's worth today before they Take it over to the thrift store, or I'm going to get it. (laughs) Okay, Dana. Well, I'm looking at my IKEA clock on the wall, and it says that it's time to wrap this episode up. So we're going to do that. It's been a nice conversation. We'll have to do this again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Wayne. Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.